Don't Wreck Yourself features words and situations that are not appropriate for young listeners. This show is only for adults and unsupervised juvenile delinquents of exquisite taste and refinement. Each week, Matt and Ryan look into claims they find online, answer your questions, and say bad words! Now your way is the only way, and my way is the only way to Fill the space between a hard place and a rock is all we do but we'll entertain the conversation that leads us to the truth. What do we know? What trips to telephones that are no different to you. Welcome to Don't Wreck Yourself. My name's Ryan Placetti, and I'm here to spread to you the virus of good information. And I'm Matt Saintsing, and I got my dog next to me today, so if you hear some jingle, and that's why. And I just got back from a trip to Colorado. More than, I spent more than a week in, in lovely Snowmass, Colorado. Oh, that sounds beautiful. I, I, I spent the last week in beautiful on my couch because I've been sick. Oh, yeah. You sound a little under the weather, man. Yeah, but I think it makes for good radio. Okay, you got, you got that. You got the raspy voice, the perfect mixture of sandpaper and silk. Have you ever been up to like the Rockies or something like that? Yeah, I've been to the I've been to the Rockies. How would you do with the altitude? Like, did you get altitude sickness like I did? No, it didn't bother me. I'm used to being that high. I visited the dispensary like six times in seven days. And this was a work trip. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They're they're nice out there. Yeah. Oh, dude. So this is actually my first time in a, it was my first time buying recreational pot. And it was my first time in a dispensary ever. It was like a spiritual experience. I feel like I, I, I went in and the bud tenders, everyone was so nice. They had a dog that greeted me. They were, they were patient. They were attentive. Alex would be a very good lover based on the bud tending experience. He was very attentive to my wants and needs and, and just, you know, was, was there every step of the way for me. And he got me high at the end of the night. So kudos. Oh, I mean, that's a heck of a first, second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth day. Yeah, right. Yeah. Is he seeing anyone? Is it serious? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm seeing someone and it's, and it's, it's very serious. So. I'll edit out all the parts where you where you throw yourself lustfully at Alex. <laughs> Alex, if you're listening, uh, slide into the DMs, as they say. Uh, Elise, if you're listening, just pretend he said Elise instead of Alex. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> but anyway, uh, it was a great time. I got high, got, got made some friends. Um, what more could you ask for? Had some good beer. Oh, I mean... A little late night roll through the McDonald's drive through might be nice. There was not a McDonald's uh, in Snowmass Village. It's like it was twenty four dollars for six chicken wings on a menu. I saw it's very expensive, very <laughs> expensive. Well, there's another place without a McDonald's in sight, and that's Russia, because McDonald's has pulled out of Russia in response to their uh, heinous invasion of Ukraine. And as a consequence, the life expectancy of Russians are going to go up precipitously. <laughs> I don't know about that. I think there might be another factor dragging them down. Yeah, these like days. nuclear radiation, maybe. Right. <laughs> I would say the Ukrainian military, but let's be honest, it is Russian leadership that is shortening their lifespan. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So Vladimir Putin basically announced a free for all in Russia. If you're an American or if you're an American or European controlled company who has withdrawn business from Russia, as you should, by the way. Yeah, I 100% agree. Russians are back to living in a world without American McDonald's and blue jeans. Uh, (laughs) But uh, Putin basically declared a free-for-all on trademarks. So uh, the idea there is, yes, McDonald's may have shut down its restaurants, but if you turn the M sideways and put a line on it, you have the Russian letter that makes a V sound, and you can open an Uncle Vanya's. I feel like uh, you can go get the McVodka there, maybe. You know what? This is this is such a great opportunity for Russians to reimagine what a McDonald's can be. I think uh, I think 
just like every other everyone else in the world, they're pretty happy with what McDonald's is now. I mean, it, it, having that MSG <laughs> cracked out shit, you know, maybe they, if they can get the ice cream machine working, they said they could Stalin kept the trains on time. Right. So if they can get the ice cream machine working. Well, I, I, I'm pretty sure it's it's Mussolini who supposedly kept the trains right. okay, on time. Okay. And actually, historically speaking, there's no evidence to suggest that the trains actually ran on time in Italy. I don't think anything runs on time in Italy. Uh, <laughs> fun fact, the Russian economy is smaller than the Italian economy currently. Oh, yeah, I, no doubt. Yeah, <laughs> they are suffering economically. Absolutely, speaking. especially now. But I, I, I just love the idea that uh, Vladimir Putin has basically turned himself into the hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, rubble, rubble, ruble, uh, ruble, 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 ruble. You have to <laughs> ruble, ruble. <laughs> <laughs> who's who's Gr- is Grimace in the is an ex KBG agent? Grimace has to be like a ex-KBG agent, I feel like. I, I mean, he's probably a current KGB Do they still agent. have a KGB? I thought it was like a Soviet thing. No, they have the FSB okay. now. The FSB replaced the KGB. Uh, old boss, same as the yeah, new boss. Yeah, exactly. I know Vladimir Putin is an old KGB agent. Uh, he, was, he speaks fluent German and he was stationed in Germany. And he recently said, once you're a KGB agent, you're one forever. Kind of like being a U.S. Marine. They, they can't read their separation paperwork, <laughs> so... It just kind of keeps they, going. They put it on the fridge with two gold stars. <laughs> <laughs> we should really stop talking about Marines because we are not tough guys. No. Well, I mean, you're not a yeah, tough guy. Yeah. I'm, I'm a yeah, tough guy. Exactly. You look you look tough. You look like you could you look like you could throw around someone. Yeah, I'll, I'll fuck a dude up. Not a Marine though, because there are friends. Yep, and, yep. They get the friends and family discount for the podcast, just like everyone they else. Do get the- <laughs> And they get a free lunch at Applebee's on Veterans Day, just like everybody yeah, no, else. That, that, that's worth the four years of sweating in the sun, right? <laughs> four years of bad haircuts and the ever-present aftertaste of crayons in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I work. Everyone I work with is a Marine, I feel like, so I, they, they always give me shit, but I always throw back the crayons. When, when they lean in real close, does their breath smell like Crayola? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but since we're on the topic of fast food restaurants, uh, one of our... Most avid listeners, Maurice, has sent us a couple food-related questions. And, you know, as something of a foodie myself, I, I felt inclined to kind of take the lead on this. So the the first image is two one-gallon jugs of Gordon Choice. So Gordon Choice is basically their food distributor brand. So What's the product? <clears throat> the product is extra heavy-duty mayonnaise. Extra-duty heavy mayonnaise for the bologna sandwich you want to go 90 miles an hour down your throat. <laughs> uh, the caption on it says, I'd really like to know what situations extra heavy duty mayo will be needed in place of just heavy duty mayo. Well, I would have to say, I, I, I got to tell you this story real quick. This is talking about mayonnaise. I heard a story from someone in the army. This is like a friend of a friend thing. So take it with a grain of, so take okay. it with a grain of salt. But he said that some guy went home with a bar, some guy went home with a girl at the bar when he was like, when he was living in Minnesota and she was like, I want you to. F- they were out of lube. So I mean, he's like, they use mayonnaise is what, is what my friend told me. So that's what you would use <laughs> heavy duty mayonnaise for. I feel like, I mean, that is, that is a graphic scenario. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's um, gross, man. I haven't really told that to anyone because I was kind of afraid, but you know, <laughs> I don't know what, <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's important to confront your yeah. fears. One, one handful of extra heavy duty mayonnaise. Way at to a time. ruin sandwiches uh, for so, the rest of your life too. Right. What, what is mayonnaise? Mayonnaise is basically just eggs and oil blended together into an yep. emulsion. Yep. When you need to, I guess, engage in risky sexual activity with a stranger you meet at the bar, uh, there's no reason to suppose that mayonnaise would not work in that circumstance. I mean, what does it smell like? I just, I just feel like it's kind of gross. It would smell like mayonnaise. Ugh. 
and then it would smell like bad man. Yeah, like every, every time, every time you make a sandwich, you you pop a boner thinking about this. It's like, oh yes, <laughs> you get that old sandwich yeah. boner. You have to discreetly hide it inside of a baguette. <laughs> Do that thing where it's in your belt loop. Every guy listening knows what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> you tuck it into your apron at yeah. work. <laughs> oh, the fucking subway. Eat. Talking about eating fresh. <laughs> hey, wait, wait, wait. Ready, ready, ready. What are you doing in there? Leave me alone, mom. I'm making a sandwich. <laughs> the fourth time today. <laughs> I'm a sandwich artist, mom. <laughs> uh, no, you would use heavy duty mayonnaise. Basically, what's the difference between regular mayonnaise that you buy? at the grocery store and heavy duty mayonnaise that you buy from a food distributor. And the answer is pretty simple. It has more yolks in it, which gives it a thicker consistency. So it holds up better to dilution. Oh. So if you're, if you're emulsifying it in say like an aioli or something like that, where you're adding an additional liquid, it'll hold its structure better and you won't end up with a uh, watery. Sauce. Wow. You know, that's good. And I feel like I learned something. Um, and I can't say that every time on this, but yeah, gross. Yeah. yeah. What do you learn? <laughs> what do you read books for fun? Loser. Yeah. No, that's interesting. Uh, we've already established that you don't actually, it, I think we, we had a did. clip in no. the, uh, in our best. Well, episode. Yeah, I, I, w- I wouldn't say we established that. I would where say you, where you, you bragged about reading gone with the wine. You, you hurled that. First of all, it was a joke. <laughs> A, that was a joke. And two, <laughs> you're hurling this at my feet. I was I was reading yesterday, motherfucker. So you know. <laughs> Yeah, so that so yeah, uh extra heavy duty mayonnaise when you just need to mix it with other stuff. So if you're doing like a lemon garlic aioli or something or like that. Or if you meet a lady at the bar in Minnesota, you know, see what happens. Or if you le- or if or if you're a very very charismatic sandwich artist. I feel like, how do you not use Miracle Whip just for the name itself? We're going to have our own Miracle tonight, baby. Uh, you know what? Here's the thing. I don't think you should use Miracle Whip for anything. Yeah, ever. what the fuck is Miracle Whip? It's tangier than mayonnaise. What is it? Is it like, it's like oil and it's got to be it, it, mostly oil. That's sauce comment manufactured by Kraft Heinz. So yeah, Miracle Whip is made from water, soybean oil, high fructose corn syrup, vinegar, modified cornstarch, egg, salt, natural flavor, mustard flour, potassium sorbate, spice, and dry and garlic. And heavy water from the Chernobyl nuclear power plant. Uh, basically, it's it's a lot of the same ingredients that you have in mayonnaise, but with way more. With filler. way more, yeah, it's it's like the bologna of the mayonnaise world. It's just throw it all everything but the kitchen, every chemical in, in the kitchen, throw that in there. <clears throat> so the second topic that Marie sent us is actually an image of it looks like a vintage ad for crafts potato fudge into the heart of a split hot baked potato spoon in a big swirl of crafts potato fudge that chocolatey gooey goodness your kids crave will melt right in putting a smile on the mouth even of the most finicky eater kids love the taste and you'll love the healthy vitamins and minerals <laughs> they get from the natural goodness of nature's potato yeah. The potato. Yeah, whenever I want to eat healthy fudge is the first <laughs> thing on my list, man. I'll tell you this right now. I would totally try this potato fudge, though. I mean, I would, I would give it yeah. a whirl. It looks spreadable and delicious and spoonable. Would you say you could use so it for anal sex, Blue? <laughs> I, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> All right, it's enough of that. It's enough of that. I know. I don't want All to. Right. Like, it, this honestly looks like something that leaks out of somebody's butt after they've, after uh, they've had it. Made yeah. it up. Yeah. Like if you just ate an entire jar of Miracle Whip, I'm pretty sure oh this would be God. a product. This would this would be the natural. That's result. way grosser than anything on Fear Factor. An entire entire jar of Miracle Whip. Ugh. Okay, so let's talk about what's in this image. So there's an open jar of potato fudge, which is just a glass jar with a brown substance inside. <laughs> there is a plate with what looks like a baked potato that's been split open. It's flanked with parsley as a garnish. Yep. 
and there is a mother's hand spooning chocolate potato fudge onto it while a young boy stares at it like he's being electrocuted. Uh, this is def- this image uh, is definitely like 1960s advertising, dude. I feel like Don, Don oh, Draper yeah. made this one. And then the, the child's little sister is behind him kind of peeking around because clearly she sees the potato fudge and she wants uh, it yep. too. Every, every kid in this image wants a potato fudge, yeah. Getting right to it, does this strike you as a real product? You know, I don't, I don't know. Um, I hope it's real. I want it to be real. I want it to be real. Um, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say it is real because this is a very involved ad. There's like three different text box. Um, there's some pretty good art that like harkens back to the 1960s. The idea of putting chocolate on a baked potato, I feel like is very American. So it's absolutely could be, could be true. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure you can still get this at a lot of Midwestern County. It, fairs. It's put in a casserole. Except that they deep fried it put in now. a casserole. Yeah. It's a deep fried casserole. Yeah. P- potato fudge casserole. No, I'm going to go ahead and say it's real. Um, oh, they also have butterscotch fudge, uh, at the bottom. Yeah. It says new butterscotch fudge. <laughs> First of all, that sounds way better than potato fudge. Give me some of that. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say it's real. Yes. Is it real, Ryan? So there are a couple clues here that would indicate that it's not oh, real. Oh, shit. Somebody else has actually kind of fact-checked this. So I'm going to give full credit to the retroist.com. Okay. Not only does the retroist say that this is not a real ad, but it goes so far as to identify the cheese whiz ad that a lot of the image uh, that a lot of this image comes uh, from. Okay. So it's it's possible that they're using like the same stock photo, but on the version of the ad that we're looking at, there's some strange crops there, like the everything below the little sister's chest is missing. Yeah. Like she's behind a table, but the plate isn't lined up on the table. So there's, there's some perspective issues that just don't make sense. Yeah. So, yeah, there's there are a couple images of different applications of potato fudge at the bottom. And one of them is just like little fudge cubes. And the other one is like mashed potatoes with potato fudge on top. And those those are perfectly mirrored in the cheese whiz ad which also has a tri pimento cheese whiz uh, at the bottom where R says new butterscotch fudge. It looks like somebody photoshopped some elements from an old ad and then incorporated some other stuff from other ads in order to give it the uh, authentic look that you're looking for in your retro potato fudge. This ads. kid, this boy, this blonde boy staring at it just looks like cracked the fuck out. There's a car battery hooked up to that kid's toes. Oh, God. <laughs> I feel like I would. It looks like he's blinking in Morse code. <laughs> it looks like he eats lunch at Guantanamo every day. <laughs> Which is why he's blinking in yeah, Morse exactly. code. He's yeah, just like he... human rights violation, human rights violation. <laughs> Geneva Convention. Geneva Convention. Um, yeah, when you talk about perspective, the potato fudge and the plate with the, it seemed to be a little bit in proportion, and then everything else you write is is kind of screwed up. Um, the fact that this was a stolen from a from a cheese whiz ad, I think were they that, that lazy in the sixties where they would where they were like reusing stock images and photos and I don't I don't think uh, so. I mean, y- yeah, you think so yeah, so. Absolutely. And I mean, nothing has really changed uh, in food photography for like fast food menus. Like you're not actually looking at pictures of food. You're looking at plastic representations of the With food like corn starch on just it. for the image. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So sometimes if you if you look at some of the images, you'll notice that it'll be the same thing mirrored and recolored. The pictures and the stuff never looks like the actual like smashed shitty burger you're actually getting when you go to these restaurants. Oh, absolutely. That always looks like trash. Uh, so this is 100% fake. It is a wonderful, wonderful Photoshop. Yep. Uh, however, if you are interested, I did find actual recipes for potato. I fudge. am interested. If, if you have mashed potatoes that don't have any savory elements, it's a way to use leftover mashed potatoes. You basically mix it with uh, 
chocolate and butter and uh, vanilla extract and powdered sugar, and you mash it all together, and it turns into a chocolatey flavored potato. I feel fudge. like a mashed potato, depending on the quality, would give the really silky texture. So that sounds kind of good. That's one thing with potatoes is uh, if, if you continue to cook them and you and you cook them too long and you mash them, it turns almost like gummy. Yeah. Potatoes can give it kind of a gummy texture, which totally makes sense. Of like that's that's not an undesirable trait for chocolatey. Foods. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I guess if we're gonna wrap up this topic one would you eat this and two what foods would you put it on i would 100 give it a, a whirl and i like the idea of putting this on some potato bread just to reinforce that potato flavor a little bit there um <laughs> like, almost like a nutella spread just put that on some toast uh i think that would be it's like those old exhibit memes like yo dog i heard you like potatoes so i put potato, oh, egg, on you mean, potato you mean bread exhibit like from pimp my ride yeah yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Yo, Doug, I put some potato fudge in your exhaust because I heard you like both those things. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, I, I would try it. I think I think this would sound like I think this would be like a hearty breakfast spread. So let's okay. so like a bagel or something like that. Some sort of bread, you know. Um, what about a, what about a Sunday? Would you put it on ice cream? Uh, I don't know. I, I think for me, I, it depends on how sweet okay. it is. I would almost eat this as a standalone. I like it as a. Uh, as a toast spread, I like it. it now, it, granted, it's showing as kind of liquid, so presumably you would heat it up first. Yeah, so it's fudge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So are, are, you eating, are you eating room temperature potato fudge? Because room temperature potato fudge, I feel like, is more like a spread. Okay. Whereas once you heat it up, it probably turns into more of a sauce. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good point. In my mind, it was just like you get a jar from like the pantry. So I think it would be room temperature. Yeah, and, and you know, I actually don't mind savory chocolate dishes. Like you can incorporate cocoa into things to give it kind of that... Uh, kind of a dark flavor for dark for so like dry rubs. I, I think yeah. where I would have the sauce is maybe with like a coffee with like a coffee rubbed ribeye. And then I'd put my potato fudge on top Ooh, on top of the ribeye, like 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 a compound butter type thing. Yeah. Interesting. Man. Interesting. It went savory. So you might not be able to buy a jar of potato fudge, but there are potato fudge recipes on the Internet that you can pursue and you can bring that to the next family. Get if you want to get kicked, if you never want to get invited again, if you want to get out of seeing your family, bring this because they might <laughs> they're going to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> Well, speaking about not getting invited to your family dinner, uh, I have a topic from Am I the Asshole? I think this might be the first Am I the Asshole topic that I'm like bringing to the table. Oh, yeah, wow. Right. So like you, you kind of have to start to wonder if you're the asshole for not bringing Am I the Assholes to well, the I table. Well, I have to start. I have to remember. I have to start thinking is like, is that actually true or did I just spend a week in Colorado and now I can't remember? <laughs> <laughs> We'll say I don't, you know, I, listener Maurice, if you're listening, you know, if I've ever brought this up, go ahead and cor- go, ahead, go ahead and go ahead and text me. You, you, you have my number. Um, so anyway, let's let's get into this AITA. Mar- Maurice keeps a very detailed captain ship log. Like, I just imagine him with like a quill writing in a giant book. I, I am. I imagine him obsessed with like string and yarn attached in his wall, just like a serial, like, like, <laughs> like a cop who's trying to crack the cold case, but he got kicked off the force, you know? <laughs> So this com- this comes right. from Restaurant Crasher uh, and the very appropriate name we'll find out in a second. And the, the subject here says, am I the asshole for eating at the same restaurant as my husband's family uh, at face value? Absolutely not. That does not seem like you are. We're going to get into the details, but I think my initial reaction is you're not an asshole for for like eating with your husband's family who you joined, right? No, if you happen to eat at the same Uncle Vanya's as your family, <laughs> as your husband's family, that's not a. That's not a crime. Unless your family's in the mob, right? Unless, you're, unless it's a crime family. Like, like yeah. the, if they've stolen McDonald's trademarks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, right. Um, so 
this is the details here. This is a woman who's married to her husband for three years. They've been to, uh, dating for two years before that. So this is a five-year-old relationship. Okay, five-year yeah, relationship. Five-year- they, they, know, they should know each other pretty well Absolutely, at this point. yep. So the husband has a big family, two brothers, and his brothers, girlfriends, and fiancés have a tradition of going out to dinner about once a month. And the woman, uh, restaurant crasher, is only really invited about half the time. Okay. So, so you know, that's kind of, that's a little weird, right? She brought up to her husband, like, what's up? And the husband said, you know, sometimes it's best if you if you didn't come, right? Um, um, it has caused several fights. So there's some sort of rift between this woman and the rest of the husbands, or the, the husband's, the husband's yeah, family. Yeah, and the in-laws. Uh, the in-laws. There's some sort of weirdness going on there that we're not really privy to. So a week goes by, another family dinner that she wasn't invited to. And she just kind of goes off. She's she's very pissed. She's so pissed that earlier that day she makes a reservation at the restaurant they're going to, uh, and she okay. and she leaves about fifteen minutes after her husband does. So she is literally on her way to crash a restaurant, which is why her username is definitely a throwaway account. But this is why her username is very yeah. apt. Um, so she ends. Unless unless this is just like her thing and her husband's family dinner just happens to be the restaurant she's crashing at that 100%. night. 100%. <laughs> yeah, right? That's funny. <laughs> it's, it's a sequel to Wedding Crashers that no one wants. <laughs> so, yeah. So, anyway, she ends up sitting at a table where she can't see the rest of the family. Uh, so, she goes up and goes to the bathroom and deliberately walks right past them, almost taunting them a little bit. Um, yeah. And uh, everyone at the table, including the brothers, significant others, are shot. So, wait. The brothers, significant others were also invited? Yeah, yes. but. He, his wife Absolutely. wasn't. So you got two brothers and one has a girlfriend, one has a fiance. And what I'm getting from this post is that they are invited 100% of the time. She's invited about half of the time. So I, and, and they're and married. They're married. So, I mean, and they're married. Right. Yeah. So uh, in the front of in the eyes of God and the state, they are, you know, they're, okay. they're, they're married. So it's kind of weird. So everyone, everyone at the table is shocked uh, and including the husband. Right. So he's kind of like, what the fuck? Um, and so she, she told him that she had just been dying for a steak. So she came and got one to the, she came and got one at the restaurant and then went off to the bathroom. It says that what the, the mother-in-law said was very rude of me to inter- to interrupt their family dinner. So by walking past the bathroom and saying, Hey, thanks. I wanted a steak. That is an interruption of the family dinner that she's not invited to, even though she's part of the family. Well, that's the thing is like, but this is this is absolutely insane yeah, to me. Abs- yeah, it's weird. Yeah. First thing you think when you see a situation like this is like for some reason this guy doesn't want his wife to go to dinner with his family. Uh, but it's it's literally the entire family is setting a guest list and she's not yeah, on they're, it. Half they're the kicking time. her off the island. Yeah, it, it is absolutely. They're they're isolating her. If I was in this position, I would be like hurtful. I'd be like, who am I pissing off? Who doesn't like me? Right. And again, we kind of don't know. We we don't know what kind of relationship her husband. Yeah, right. Her husband yeah, doesn't yeah, like. Yeah, you're her. right. Yeah. Because I'll tell you what, I love my family, but if they invited me and expressly did not invite my I would wife, not go. I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go if they didn't invite your wife either. She's a lot of fun to hang out with. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. Yeah. Hear that, Aaron? You're wonderful. Both Matt and I appreciate it. In different you. ways. Yeah, absolutely. And I would never leave you for Alex the butt tender. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, if you're listening, c- come on, man. Anyway, <laughs> I, I, I really Matt's shouldn't say a, come Matt, on, Matt, man, Matt. when I'm really trying to, like, hype this guy up, right? <laughs> Matt's, Matt's got a jar of Miracle Whip and he wants to make magic happen. <laughs> <laughs> um... I think technically we just sexually harassed Alex the bug. Yeah, he he was that. at the I work. Apologize, please don't. He call was him. at the workplace. Please don't call. Yeah, each other. he was at the workplace. Yeah. Um. So 
So that and that's the only reason why Matt didn't ask him to marry him already because he's waiting to run into Alex outside of work, <laughs> so that way he's not inappropriately uh, making sexual advances on somebody at their place of. Employment. There was a really good dive bar around the corner from the dispensary. I feel like if I worked at the dispensary, I would one hundred percent hit up the dive bar several times a week after my shift. Like you were just there in a cute little spaghetti strap top. Yep. Holding a jar of Miracle Whip, waiting for Alex to walk through that door after his shift ended. I feel like if you're, God, you set up my Miracle Whip on the table and just chow down on this <laughs> meat and this tomatoes the waiter, and noodle. The waiter keeps checking on you and eventually he's like, I don't think he's coming. It's like, well, I'll be the, I'll be the judge of that and slam the Miracle Whip on the table. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, yeah. So, so um, this mother She's like, you're very rude to interrupt this this dinner. And she says, I told them to have a good meal and I left. I went and finished my steak by myself. Uh, so they got home and that's when shit pops off. The husband gets really pissed and told her that he couldn't believe how much of an asshole she had been. Uh, so uh-huh. we have the first uh, accusation of someone being an asshole here. But I think it showed up a little bit late because it should have been in the first uh, first paragraph when she said, my asshole husband doesn't invite me to the family. That's dinners. true. That's true. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm still 100 percent on this lady's side. Yeah, uh, I, I absolutely. She said so. She said that he was the asshole for not inviting me to his dinners with with his brother's significant others got to go. A completely valid and I think uh, apt thing to say like that that is the thing like why the fuck we still don't know why the fuck she's not invited and without that without that knowledge it sounds like the mom it sounds like the mom the the, the in-law and the wife do not get along based on what the in-law said maybe maybe uh so yeah this whole situation's kind of uh, this whole situation's kind of weird uh so i guess the question is she the asshole for making reservations at the same place she might be an asshole, but she's not the asshole. I think the asshole, but she's not the, the asshole. asshole is the I husband. think this is this is a little bit of uh, retaliation. Yeah, she she exactly on her part. I think, um, she is pointing out the hypocrisy of it using uh, a, a technique usually reserved for assholes, which is making reservations in advance at a table next to the table that you want to bother. Well, her table couldn't see the other table; it was just the same restaurant. But still, she she oh, deli- but okay. she deliberately walked past and like kind of rubbed it in their face. I would say she definitely taunted. She definitely it's, it's definitely a little petty to 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 be honest. Like she she did some she did some petty bullshit, yeah. but I don't think she's the I don't think that she is the asshole. If we're deciding that there whether there is an asshole, and I don't even think everybody sucks here yeah. because I think the other people suck so hard that that little bit of pettiness is actually heroic. I think it's actually kind of hilarious. I think it's like good for her, you know, good for her. But yeah. this is why I think the husband is the asshole. This last line or one of the last lines here it says uh, the husband says that the decision to invite her was between him. And his family, and that sh- and that she should respect the decision. Uh, so right there, that that that's fucked up. I think. Uh, here's the thing: it is occasionally appropriate to do things separately with your family, but you don't have a quote family dinner right. and then not invite the family. Yeah, not invite <laughs> not invite a, a member of the family who is married. But yeah, there there are some people that have strange views of familial relationships, like marriage doesn't count. These sorts of things don't count. And, you know, it's just petty bullshit. Your family's what you make it. Yeah. And it's the people around you. And if you can't treat them with respect and dignity, go fuck yourself. Yep, absolutely. Um, so final determination, the husband is definitely the asshole. However, uh, his wife is definitely showing uh, signs of assholery, I would say. This is a lot like the uh, pervert boy Jones situation in which uh, he clearly broke into Buckingham Palace, stole the queen's undies, stuffed them down his pants and ran away into the fog of the Victorian night. In that case, clearly he he committed the crime, but the jury cannot convict. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, there's not there's there's not enough evidence in in the eyes of the law. There's there's plenty of evidence, well, and, and she clearly did it. She clearly did these asshole crimes, but in in the grand scheme of things, it's a it's a little bit of Robin Hood justice. I'm okay. In with in, it. in the family prosecutorial world here, she definitely gets immunity I, I, for this. I would say, yeah. yeah, yeah. She she definitely she definitely rolled on her in laws. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, but like yeah, so, okay. So I have a question here for you. What are some valid reasons you think that she would not be invited to the family dinner? Uh, they're planning a surprise party. Okay, for but her. half the time she's not invited. Half of the time, it's a really it's a very elaborate party. party. They got a bouncy <laughs> castle. They got a clown coming. It's like the it's the best six year old birthday party anyone could ask for. There's a pinata. Elton John's playing <laughs> in person. Benny, yeah, yeah, with his with, with his giant sunglasses, giant glasses. Is there is there a world? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. It, it might be a, a situation where, like, I've got three brothers. If my brothers all got together and said, hey, we're taking my mom out for, like, Mother's Day or something like yep. that, that might be an appropriate time to just say, hey, we just want to do with something with the kids and my yeah, mom. Absolutely. That makes but, sense. But if you're involving the significant others, that kind of goes out the yep. window. This isn't just a one-off, right? They have, like, very frequent family dinners, and she's not invited half the time. Here's something else that I, th- that I thought about that, that we don't know, but... What if the daughter is a different race than the rest of the family? I mean, it could happen, but we have no we way have of, no way of we knowing. Have no way of knowing. And, and I'm perfectly fine with just declaring the mother-in-law an asshole. Okay. Uh, if somebody is also a racist, in addition to being an asshole, that's just another layer of I, asshole. It's a different flavor of asshole. It's a really it's a different it's a different flavor it's of a, asshole. It's a, it's a bitter <laughs> asshole. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, final determination: restaurant crasher, not the asshole, but potentially an asshole. She's found not guilty with prejudice. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so uh, one milestone that sometimes brings families together is the occasion of someone's birth. Like I said, they could have been planning an elaborate party for her, but I found an unpopular opinion on Reddit by user I am that guy 025. Okay. He said we should move everyone's birthday back six months. Yeah, I saw that. Interesting thought. What's the logic here? Okay. So the logic is if you set everybody's birthday back six months, like in terms of and he's talking about legal birthday, not necessarily the day that you celebrate it, because the idea that once you get beyond six months past your birthday, you're closer to the next age than you are the one that you currently are. OK, so if that makes I understand sense. that. So it, let's let's say that let's say we're talking about the drinking age. This person thinks that you should be able to count as 21 once you were 20 years and six months old because after that six month period you're closer to 21 than you are 20 he's essentially rounding up you're 20 and a half we're going to call it 21 yep. yeah exactly if i understand the argument correctly you know you turn 20 and then you are 20 years old and some it's 20 years and 364 days old you are still not legal to drink even though you are 24 hours away from being the legal drinking age yeah. and so okay I, I totally understand that uh, but I still think you are not 21 years old until that 365th day, no matter if it's 20.999 repeated. Right. Uh, yeah. Or, or tw- yeah. And I think I think the logic here is kind of it's, it's a little bit sloppy yeah. because when you start talking about like legal ages and legal rights of passage, you know, whether you're talking about like voting, being considered a legal adult and able to take on crushing student loan debt <laughs> or, you know, get drafted into a, a, a into a war of choice by rich bastards in the Kremlin. Um, <laughs> you know, these are these are legal distinctions. So in a system of laws, it makes sense to have hard cutoff points. And 
let's be real. Most of these ages are actually kind of arbitrary. Absolutely. Because different definitely people are. mature at different rates. Yep. Different people have different uh, physical and emotional maturity. So it, it's all kind of arbitrary anyway. You, so, you have to draw the line uh, somewhere. The, the law has to draw the line somewhere. And I still think, yeah. I, I, I still think I'm on the side of you're not 21. You're just rounding up. Yeah. But if we're saying the law is 21, first of all, it, moving, moving someone's birthday back, you don't have to do that. You can just say, Hey, if you're 20.5, we'll count that as 21. You don't, I don't understand the logic of having to move the birthday back. I was born in March. I don't want to have an October birthday. I, w- I like having a spring birthday, you know? Yeah. So they, they said that. So six months before your birthday is when your age should change. We can still do celebrations on the day of your actual birth though. If that makes any sense. Okay. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and say that this is an unpopular opinion for good reason, yep. Yep. because no matter what you set the age at, the actual ages that are being set are kind of arbitrary and only vaguely affiliated with, you know, a sense of maturity or responsibility. The way we count age is just like trees. You cut someone open and count the rings. <laughs> and I know we've discussed this before on the show, but uh, a lot of times in Asian cultures, they calculate age yep. differently. Yep. So. When you're born, you're one years yeah, old. That's co- like you're in your first year, so you're one. So they actually do kind of round to the next year throughout the entire Kids year. Kids are driving at 15 in Japan. Yeah. <laughs> and after your first birthday, you're two years yeah. old because you're on your second year. I mean, th- birthdays and the way we consider age is a cultural and social construct that within the rules of our civilization, it totally makes sense. And the legal framework around ages of consent and ages of responsibility are such that they match up with our societal expectations. If we were to implement this change, who's to stop us from, you know, arbitrarily assigning different age? You know, it doesn't matter. You just set the you just set the law. You don't have to worry about the age. I think just practically speaking, if you have a birthday in the summer, you do not if you're born in July or August, you do not want to have a January, February birthday. Those months just suck. Yeah, but that, that's that's the thing though. I think here they're saying that you would still do the celebration on your actual birthday okay, though. Okay. The only thing that would change would be our cultural understanding of when you become that age. Basically, you round up, you you round to the nearest right, year. Right. Which I'm not I'm not again. This is only unpopular in the sense that it would be extraordinarily confusing. <laughs> yeah. Especially old people. Imagine imagine boomers. What do you mean your birthday is six months before? Ah, I just feel like You'd have a lot of pissed off people in McMansions. So, yeah, it, basically, I see nothing wrong with this system, except that we would have to completely rethink how we how we talk about age, practical everyday ways that would create more difficulty than benefit. what would be your age on your license? What would be your birth? Would, would it have your actual date of birth or would it be predated six months? I think what you would have is you'd have your actual date of birth and it, it would maybe have a date for consent in, or in something for, like that, or for consideration for responsibility yeah yeah like you'd have your birth date and your legal date your age date yeah, i guess that's uh that's yeah i think that's stupid because there'd be a different number of days so not all months have the same number of days if you were born in january you would have less time between six months from your january birthday than you would have if you were born in june this also has implications for what grade you're in right because like if you're born after september sometimes you get rolled into the next grade you don't start yeah, kindergarten like, uh, you don't start school that that often so that that's a whole new yeah, thing so our, our baby roman is actually born i think two days after the cutoff so is he gonna uh so he's gonna be like 40 years old in second grade <laughs> he's gonna be like billy madison yeah <laughs> <laughs> So good idea, bad idea. I think we both pretty much have stated this is not a great yeah. idea. Just it's an interesting one for, for discussion, level. but it is it's it's got a lot of practical problems, and I think it's kind of stupid to be honest with you. Virtually every episode of our show, this episode has 
two people sitting around wondering if they're the asshole. <laughs> I'd like to present a second Am I the All Asshole right. thread. All right. <laughs> uh, so this one's timely. It's it's actually related to April 1st. This is user Sabathon. <laughs> uh, it's dash dash Sabathon dash dash. Uh, so they write, my boss told me I was fired as soon as I got to work, laughed and walked off. I spent the next two hours shutting down my station and packing my stuff. I even destroyed my client list. <laughs> I have the largest in the branch. When I got home three hours later, he called me. Boss says, hey, Z, where are you at? Can't find you in the office. Then the per- then the poster writes, you fired me. Why the hell would I be at work? <laughs> and then the boss says, it's April's Fools. It was a joke. Get back in here. And then the guy responded, no, you clearly said I'm fired. I'll be taking unemployment for a few months and filing a complaint with oh, HR. Oh, I fucking love it. I love that. Um... <laughs> At this point, the the boss apparently loses his shit. Yep. Um, yep. And, and starts like blowing up this dude's phone, and then HR starts calling him. Um, I, I mean, so did the boss be like, "Hey, I fake fired Brian. We got <laughs> like, are we can you can, yeah, you can you get him back in? Way to tell on yourself. That's just it. Like, is he an asshole for not going back to work? I would say absolutely no. not. The boss is the asshole in this situation. 100%. Yeah, you should never joke about people's livelihood. I mean, you also, you're in the workplace and you have power over this person, so you shouldn't play, like, jokes of this degree. If you want to play jokes on them, like, put a whoopee cushion under their fucking, under their, under their, you know, something like that, you know? Or walk on stage while they're presenting, like, best documentary of the year and slap them in the fucking mouth. <laughs> Hilarious! Yeah, oh. You get a standing ovation, I promise. Yeah, man, I always say this. Will Smith's outfit isn't the only thing that slapped that night. <laughs> <laughs> It's absolutely I love this guy for being like, fuck you. I'm not coming back. I'm, I'm going to get unemployment and you're, you're screwed. Yeah. You just gave this guy a golden ticket to go home and, and collect unemployment. You just fired him without cause. Yep. You walked up to him and said, you are yep. fired. There's no cause there. That is a slam dunk for unemployment. Yeah, absolutely. He's probably living in an at-will state because most of them are. So you can you can get fired for yeah. any reason whatsoever. Maybe he didn't like the job anyway. He's just like, fuck this job. You know, this is this is my this is my way out on April Fool's Day. So we're recording this on the third, and on the second, he posted an update. The boss who fired him is now losing his position at the company and he's being put on leave and getting lined up for a severance package. Apparently, most of his team uh basically threatened to quit. Wow. <laughs> So it looks like he's coming back to work, uh, but he's going back with a $5 and 15 cents an hour raise. Love it. Four bonus weeks of vacation. And all of the other people on his team are apparently getting a promotion. Man. Well, if it isn't the consequences of his own actions, like that's just fucking street justice. So yet again, (laughs) we have another, we have another person who has done something that's potentially dickish. These are asshole related activities, but completely absolved of the Absolutely. Crime. I think he I think he's operating within the bounds of, of, of assholery, but I'm totally fine with him doing that. He was given a lottery ticket, to be honest with you, and he and he's cashing it in. So I I, I, I do yeah. not feel bad for the boss or or and I, I don't I don't have anything against this guy at all. I will say this, though. This boss is extra stupid because we're living at a time where workers have never had more leverage over their employers. So do not give your employees reason to fuck you because they absolutely can and will. And you're going to be up shit creek without a paddle. The only person who got fired in this scenario was the boss. Was the one who was like, you're fired. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, uh, again, what I love about this story is not only did 
this person get on. He got a free day off, additional vacation, a pay raise. He also got pay raises for everybody else around. He's him. the hero. And they got rid of the pain in the ass boss who, who thinks it's funny to pretend to fire. He people. is the hero in his own story. He lifted everyone up. A rise, you know, rising tide lifts all boats. He lifted everyone up. Uh, but the hero of every single episode of this podcast is none other than Rick Reynolds who allows us to use his song United from the album Portals in Progress, which you can find on Amazon, iTunes, and Spotify. You can find Rick on social media. He's on Instagram at Rick Reynolds. Hey, we're on social media too. We're Rick Your Pod on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. We also have a Facebook like page and a group. Make sure you're joining and liking both. And we have a Gmail. Send us your best topics, dad jokes. That's how Maurice got into this episode twice. Absolutely, yep. If you write, we will talk about it, you know, so please send us a topic. I don't think I've said a Gmail yet. It's RickYourPod at gmail.com. Would help it would help if I yeah. actually say that before <laughs> I ask for, for solicitations. You can also find us on the Cast Junkie Discord server. We will have a link in the show notes. Drop in. We have a channel on that server uh, where you can talk about all of our latest episodes and do the things you do on other social media stuff. But you'll get to interact with me directly in real time via chat. And may, who knows? Maybe I'll throw you a throw you a gift. Oh, or aren't you? Now you're the asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Usually. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll, I'll, I will give you, I'll throw you some bones, you peasants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if between now and next week you find yourself wondering whether you should drip hot Kraft's potato fudge all over your potatoes and you don't have time to wait for our next episode, we encourage you to check yourself. Don't wreck yourself. We are united, but we're so far apart and it won't change.